Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minutes, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by its last final minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And it is minute 183 of Dawn of Justice, which is going to start with the rest of the uh, filming locations and, you know, Dolby Digital and... You know, you know, you know that weird MPPA sign that like you don't really know what it looks like, but it looks like the Death Star from like the holograms of the original Star Wars film. Uh, I always, th- I always think Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain yeah. Planet too. Yeah. Um, and then the movie ends with the title Dawn of uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition. It doesn't end with like a big old symbol like Man of Steel. It didn't even start with a symbol in any way. But I don't know. Um, and now I'm trying to think about it. No, it's part of the film. I almost thought, like, is that just the name of the file just rolling up? But no, they put the title right at the very end. Um, what is that other thing that's happening? The Atlas Entertainment. Oh, That's okay. that, like, and then the Cruel and Unusual Films, which is, like, Deborah and yeah, Zach's, yeah. like, little film company. Um, and then right at the end is the Warner Brothers. No, uh, what is that guy's name? The John. The Guzamo. Nope. Not John, <laughs> not John Leguizamo. Who's the guy who uh, had uh, John Voight? He nope. had the car. Death and Return of Superman. Remember that Superman Lives. Oh um, God, can't remember his name, but I hated him. Um, anyways, he's not his uh, company is not credited at the end of this film. Um, but yeah, it's, it just ends with the Warner Brothers saying no, no end credit scene either, which we didn't need, right? Or no, I don't think f- so. Doesn't really. Mm-mm. Do you uh, do you get annoyed by having to stay all the way for credits? Do you think it, like the payoff is is great or? It depends. It depends. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think like an end credit scene, like the stingers are just that. It's mm-hmm. just like it's it's I, it's just Marvel's gimmick kind of thing. Because um, I've I've heard a stigma that be used before. It's like the idea that good movies have stingers or like well like what are they saying like, okay you're gonna sit there and then th- th- most people that are saying that they're gonna sit there and tell me the uncredit scene of ferris bueller's day off is the best thing he breaks fourth wall again like really you think that's the best thing he's telling you to leave and get out of the theater like that's that's something you enjoy really no i enjoy what marvel's doing because they're enhancing the storytelling aspect mm-hmm. of it um some of them are better than others but it's also just like a little tease Ooh, hey cool yeah, I think it's it it's a it, if done right, it's a good way to say like, hey, this is really not part of the story, but this is something we wanted to tell. Yeah, and it's like <sighs> it's Sorry. like there's no better way to do this than just by putting it at the end of the credits when it has absolutely nothing to do. Um, okay, so with Marvels, they've done I think two of them that were just scenes put into other featured films. Like the Civil there, War one, the at the end of Captain America, there's its end credit is the trailer for the Avengers film. Yeah, there you go. Like there was that one, and then there was one where the the Civil War where they had Bucky and his arm was no uh, Ant Man, no, Ant Man, yeah, was Ant Man leading the Civil War, and then um, um Doctor the Doctor Strange had Thor, Thor Ragnarok, which was just yeah. a Ragnarok scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one, the new Avengers, no spoilers, had one that I think fit because it's also like telling the next part of 
Mm-hmm. That was a good Easter egg. I'll say I think, that. Yeah, and when I, it's an Easter egg, I like it. And uh, there was one. I the one when we get to Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman minute, like they had an end credit scene that they cut off and they put it at the DVD. And I feel like that was one that was like, hey, that would have been nice because I haven't even watched it. Oh wait, you've probably seen it. I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's the one where Ed Candy finds yeah, yeah, the mother yeah, box yeah. and like that. To me, that hey, that that works there. Um, I think one of my favorite kind of end credit scenes because I feel like it it does a nice job foreshadow i don't know i really like it and it's actually not at the end of the credits it's like right at the beginning and it's the first transformers movie when it like it ends and or it's just starscream like jetting off into space and i think it's just so like it's such a cool shot oh don't don't they like it shows like sam and the girl and then like it's michael bay and then it goes into starscream and then it goes yeah okay i get what you mean no i'm pretty sure isn't it no i'm pretty sure lincoln park's playing that which movie the first one they play in every one of them, don't they? Um, yeah. But no, there, it's just a shot of Starscream like transforming as it as he leaves Earth and then he heads into space. And I was like, hey, that's that's good. I'm I'm okay with that. And it's like right during the beginning of the credits, so it's like it's just a quick cut in. Um, but if it doesn't, um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you you did it but you don't need to do it i think the the godzilla one or like you remember that 1999 1998 american godzilla film yeah it was just like okay we didn't need that like which one was it It was just like another egg or it was just another egg it was like oh we want to set up for a sequel even though we just killed this guy it's like no you don't you don't just get to do that just so you have a foot in the door like you can't just like that's not gonna work um recently and it's like making cliffhangers on purpose it's like don't do that every time i think about that godzilla movie it's just taco bell is just (laughs) taco bell and hershey's bar yeah like just beaten into my the marketing (laughs) and it's just like there's that time period has like a specific feel to me in my mind we need to have like a psychological uh, focus group where we go through the Godzilla film and it's like this is making you think about Taco Bell and it's like yes it does yeah absolutely like, <laughs> and it's like where does it stem from <laughs> it stems from marketing <laughs> yeah. put that in a marketing textbook like marketing 101 or marketing analysis we're gonna watch this Godzilla film and yeah, introduce that, like that introduce like, that into a business class where they take like ayahuasca and they like try to get really good at making advertisements Bring that in. Next time you do one of those ad focus groups, Nate, so you have to bring in <laughs> that Godzilla makes you think of Taco Bell. Like, hey, guys, is it cool if we do peyote? <laughs> and watch Godzilla. <laughs> the uh, Roland Emmerich one. Oh, you know, the guy who made Independence Day. Yeah. And then made it again with a giant lizard. Um, Yeah. there's, I, But there's, you know, this film didn't have an end credits. It was already like an end credits type scene in the, in the middle of this film, which... You know, if it if we're gonna come back to that later, then that works, and that's like, it's like if you if it's part of the story, just put it in there. Yeah. But if it's not, then it's a good spot to. So to the Justice it. League end credit scene. Oh yeah, it did have an end credit scene. It had the Deathstroke one, but that was supposed to be in the movie. Yeah, and to me that was like, well, yeah, I think it was supposed to be inside the movie. But uh, the way it makes it feel is like, hey, we're gonna have a sequel with Lex Luthor and Deathstroke and some other people, and it's like, yeah, I don't think you justified forcing a sequel to happen. 
you know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, like if it was, I think like, it's a fun nod to the Legion of Doom. It's like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. But like are you basing it, the entire like, is that is that it? Like if it was an end credits that involved like Steppenwolf and and Darkseid, like what we were just seeing, like, hey, this I know has nothing to do with Steppenwolf invading because Darkseid's a whole nother thing to tackle. But like, maybe that's how you want to mm-hmm. lead off, you know. Or lead off to another story that should have been happening. Like, maybe there was... Maybe you saw a ring fly off in the distance. I don't know. Like... Yeah. Something like that that could lead to another... Because you already talked... Story. You already mentioned the lantern. So, yeah. why not, you know, continue off on that platform? Yeah. Um, or even better, like, uh, something about Aquaman, because that's the next film. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, the Stone of Eternity. And I'm trying to think... Uh, Shazam. Yeah, that's Rock of Eternity, Eternity, that kind of thing. Something like that. Like, you're leading off into something that's... A bigger universe. That no one... That, unfortunately, as much as we love Lex Luthor, that's not what we're... Like, that's not even something for... You're teasing something that we're never going to see in a very long time. Yeah. It's like, let's get people excited about something that's relatable, but it's about to happen pretty soon, you know? So it's like that that to me seems like a misfire type end credit scene. It just tries to get shock out of people. Like, oh yeah. wow, Lex Uther, Destro, real cool. It's like but like who's who's ever gonna see that, you know? Was there a Deadpool end credit scene? Ferris Bueller's. He just did the Ferris Bueller thing. He did the Ferris Bueller yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man, I like Spider Man's where it's just Captain America and he's like so you waited through the whole all the credits. Oh yeah, to teach you about patience. Like I like that one. That one's real good. Um, like that works. I haven't seen. I heard Guardians two has like five end credit scenes or something, and they're most of them are just jokes or just humor. I think one one is the Warlock thing. I think one is yeah, the Adam Warlock. Only, yeah, that's the one that I remember. Yeah. But I think the rest were just like oh, and then it had uh, the Sylvester Stallone, um, Guardians three thousand stuff in it. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Man, don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't know much about the cosmic like the, Marvel all, all universe. The Ravengers and shit. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on Donald <clears throat> Justice? Because I want to talk about Suicide Squad, but I'm not there yet. Because okay. I want to talk about this film real quick. Final um, thoughts? Now that we've seen, and, and to be a little more specific, it's like seeing Dawn of Justice minute by minute, 183 minutes, we spent a lot of time on this on this podcast about this film and also the Man of Steel movie as well because we'll probably, going from here on, like we probably won't see this film crew tackle these films again. Is there anything that you really learned um, up until now? Like from where we started with these films till now you feel like you learned more yeah i've learned to pay attention to be honest with you i've learned mm-hmm. to actually pay attention and and know that and that's not just for this movie but for all movies um mm-hmm. i think i've gotten to a point where it's like i can't really just put on a movie to have in a background anymore like i want to listen to the dialogue i want to like take it for what it is i want to actually watch it minute by minute as it's going to, to, you know, fill the blanks and put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Like, actually pay attention to what's happening instead of just saying, when's Batman and Superman going to fight? 
Yeah, I think it like it challenges our uh, like it makes us question our expectations for film. Like, and not saying like one way of of going to see a movie versus the other is like right or wrong, but like it, it's gotten me starting to, to think like, why am I going to see this movie? And like, why am I going to put this movie on? Like, it's make it's made watching movies not harder, but like you you tend to challenge yourself now, it's like trying to understand every little yeah, thing. Exactly. And it's and it's on multiple levels. Like you're questioning story, and you're questioning like filmmaking and characters. How is, yeah. And, and how are things stuff. staged, and how are things storyboarded? How are things written, and like why were they written that way? Yeah. Like why are we doing it this way? Um. And like you try like even think like okay why did they pick this director like mm-hmm. what was he bringing to the table, and um, yeah that is something like uh, you know if I learned anything from this movie it's like well why are stories being told like why are we creating a a movie that that involves Batman and Superman it's like yeah ultimately we're trying to build this this universe of DC superheroes like in live action format so that people can go oh look. There's Superman and Batman on film with Wonder Woman and like parademons and everything we read in comic books. So like we have a reason for that, but it's like where where are we leaving off? Like when we see this film by itself, will we going be going back saying, "Hey, this movie created the DC Cinematic Universe," or are we going to say, "Hey, this movie by itself taught like X, Y, and Z"? You know, like are we learning? something from this particular story. And it's like, you can do the same thing for Man of Steel where it's like, oh, was this just to introduce Superman into live action and do a reboot and like DC Cinematic Universe and all that? Because, um, I mean, that movie wasn't so much like, hey, we need to create a cinematic universe. It just so happened to like, hey, we'll start with that. And Batman v Superman was like that catalyst. But Mm -hmm. still, is that what we'll look back at Man of Steel or will we look back and say, hey why did we create this Superman story? Like, and I think that is starting to be like something that I question when I see films. It's like, what, what were we trying to tell here? Yeah. Um, and it's made me appreciate that more often. Cause then I start to see why directors create what they create. Um, and I, I question it now with everything. It's like, I question that with, um, like black Panther. Uh, I questioned it with like, you know, you go, Thor Ragnarok, which is like just this great energetic thrill ride, and it like takes you places, and it's and it's you know it's full of art, you know, and mythology. Yeah, mythology, and like it's just at the end of the day, it's just a real enjoyable ride, and it's like yeah, that's that's why it works so well because mm-hmm. that's what the director wanted to do, and it's like of course it works so well. Um, and then this, although being the exact opposite of that, it's like it does its own thing where it's like. Um, it just really gets the gears turning in your head. You like you see the character like Lex Luthor, and you're like, "This is a totally different animal as far as characters I'm that you're used to seeing." And it, those fresh takes on things, like if you don't think about it, you're quick to dismiss it. You know? Yeah. So, no, it's it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, I think another thing I really learned about this film is is Larry Fong. Like you know, I always like. Talk, like I think most of us talk about Zack Snyder and we reference like 300, we reference Sucker Punch, we reference Dawn of Justice. And a lot of times we go like, oh, Zack, Zack Snyder is such an amazing filmmaker. But it's like, if there was anyone that I like started to leash onto in this film, mm-hmm. it was like Larry Fong because, you know, I watched, I watched Watchmen twice. 
and I was like, all right. And then the third time I showed it to Johnny and it was like an explosion. It was just like, it just, I finally got it. Like, like I finally understood why this film was so great once I took the time, because what I was trying to do was I was trying to explain it to another person so that they could follow along, which made me have to learn like teaching helped me learn, which is really ironic. But, um, I was just like, wow, I understand it now. And I think it, it, yes, Zack Snyder is the director and all this, but like without Larry Fong, those movies are amazing. Like Man of Steel, I go back, but I don't, um, I think the best parts, um, as far as cinematography are when they're back in Smallville, Kansas, because it looks serene as all hell or heaven. And like, (laughs) and then it's like, but those feel like Larry Fong moments, like those, those things that you can tell with no words, no acting, um, maybe not even music. And it's just wide, not even wide, just the the amazing photographs that they take are incredible. And I think Larry Fong is something that I really understood finally. I was like, damn, I get, you know what? No, I don't get, I don't get how he does it. (laughs) I don't understand how he's so good at it. But you get why he does it. But I understand and I appreciate him more than ever. I'm like, damn, Larry, you're doing some killer work. And then when yeah. I found out he did Kong Skull Island, I was mm-hmm. like, I get it. Because when he shows up, it's like the best part of the movie. And he understands like um, what Jordan was asking him to do. is like, I, I need like Vietnam, but with King Kong in it, fighting monsters. And he's like, I got you, man. Yeah. And it came <laughs> out so well, so well. Um, it's just unbelievable. Um and I think uh, I think Larry Fong worked on something recently, and I don't know. Don't quote me, but I think it might have been Shape of Water. I'm gonna have to check that one again. But I don't think it was. No, but uh, he worked on something recently. I was like, damn, I need to see any movie he's in mm. because or he's worked on because I'm like, damn. Oh, ah, damn. No, we'll have to. We'll skip it. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, it's just just incredible. Um, any actor or any other person that you felt like just outstanding the more you went through this podcast? The it doesn't have to be an actor. I, um, Can you be a musician, composer, or like director? Yeah, I mean, well, just honestly, everybody that was involved, I'm my hat is off and I'm applauding you. Uh, I think that this movie was very well done and put together on all levels, like just perfectly. Um Everybody, the music, you know, when we were talking with uh, with Raul about, uh, you know, Hans and all his team and, and everything with the cues, um, you know, Henry in the entire movie was just getting us all the time, especially with the nonverbal that he was doing in this. Um, ben acting as, as Bruce Wayne and Batman, and, you know, it's so much different than how he acts as Bruce Wayne and Batman in Justice League, and uh, even something as such as, like, a brighter color palette like changes the entire tone of that character so uh i think he did an amazing job in this one um yeah i mean jeremy irons it's amazing alfred amy adams was you know great as lois lane especially mm-hmm. in you know the nine Romy bits and everything um yeah uh just appreciating the whole movie just on the most like minuscule level that we can do um I think maybe if if you put enough time and effort into 
a movie that you actually do enjoy, I'm sure you'll find a lot more that you enjoy about it. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, like, I think Jesse Eisenberg was something that I, I didn't really appreciate until the more we went into it and the more mm-hmm. we started to deep dive into what this character was going off on and, like, his wordplay and all that. Like, going through that and going through the art um, that they set up in this film as well, just incredible. Um, I think that was another thing was just all the... Um, Oh, you know what was like one of the biggest eye openers? Like actually, us finally seeing Excalibur. Oh yeah, that, that was, was another one. That was yeah. like a a moment where it was like, yeah, there. It's like reference in the film a lot, but like seeing why that film mm-hmm. is that director's favorite movie. That was what I had to understand. It wasn't so much like, okay, I get like the spear and this film looks like the spear. No, no, and, like, no. It, and was, the, it was yeah, everything. And the death of yeah. Superman is like almost paralleled. Like the parallels we knew before, that's exactly why we watched the film, but it was like, okay, why does Zack Snyder like this mythological story? And then it was like just the whole fact of why those stories exist. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of those things where we started to go, okay, now I understand why we make movies. Yeah. And like, that was, I think, um, Excalibur was like just the biggest eye opener. Yeah. And that uh, was late in the game too. Late in the game. We probably, I don't know. Uh, I'm actually glad at the pace that we did see the, that film finally. Yeah. Cause I don't know if like seeing it early would have just been like us the whole time pointing to Excalibur the whole time. Oh but, yeah, like, probably. But, uh, cause I liked that, um, they started doing those like BVS reference. So like a lot of people are start pull the, pulling the references that they're finding in this film. And it's like, I'm glad that we went minute by minute and like kind of did it without that kind of, uh, someone already discovering all yeah. that for us and us just reading off a list of like, Oh yeah. Like the Gordian knot and this and that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. we came like, not that we created those references, but like we came upon it on our own mm-hmm. without having to look organically. Yeah, organically. And I think that's one of the greatest things about it is that we're not making it up. Mm-hmm. Like there are other people who see it just as well. And it's like that standalone complex that is so beautiful about it. Like that people from all across the world can watch this movie and and pick up on those things. or pick up on the Christianity stuff, pick up on um, biblical references, Arthurian references. Um, and, you know, I love that that we did that on our own kind of thing. Um. So yeah, do you have any closing notes for Donna just before we start talking about? Those were my about closing it? notes, man. Yeah. What do you <laughs> What do you uh, next season? We're doing Suicide Squad minute. Yeah. Ultimate edition, one hundred and forty seven yeah. instead of one hundred and forty three, like Man of Steel. But uh, expectations for that film? Uh, my expectations are, if it, well, if it's anything like this, I think I'm just gonna enjoy it a lot more, going minute by minute. Um. I'm excited to see the things that we can pull out of it. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see I'm excited to to see any uh like story comparisons, um character mold comparisons, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that much about Suicide Squad in general, so I'm excited to see I'm excited to test my knowledge. Yeah. I think it's it's more importantly like I don't care enough about Suicide Squad that going minute by minute is not like that I don't it's like I'm indifferent. Yeah. It's like not that I don't care or I'm in love with Suicide Squad. It's like I'm not uh so I'm excited to be introduced to magic. Mhm. Yeah, and to That's talk just, about yeah. characters that we're not used to talking mm-hmm. about. That's what I'm looking forward to and I do see myself probably enjoying this film 
that film a lot more. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting when we finally look at that film, like, cause it's, it came off in the same year about one, two is July, mm-hmm. March. And so months after this film came out and there's yeah. like all that Dawn of Justice backlash that it got. And then you go see Suicide Squad and it, I honestly think that naturally it picked up some of that. Like your criticisms for Dawn of Justice affect yeah. the, that Suicide Squad film. And I mean, Suicide Squad, it was, there was what, three movies? It was three different movies that came out with it. It was the movie that they, they showed you uh, in the trailers, mm-hmm. the movie that actually was released, and then the movie that everybody was expecting to see. I don't think the movie. I don't think that movie still hasn't come out yet. <laughs> like the, real Suicide people, Squad. Yeah, people yeah. are still like, "Yo, there's a." People believe that there's an actual David Ayer version of the film. Really? And I, I don't think so. I, I, I believe the Z- Zack Snyder Justice League thing, but I think the Suicide Squad movie was something that they were figuring out on the fly, kind of thing. Like, I don't feel like. Yeah. Like Justice League, I believe like Zack Snyder had a vision, but. I I am not entirely sure about Suicide Squad. That being said, uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it a little bit more. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I it's gonna be it's a whole we're doing a we're doing a minute by minute with Will Smith. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are big Willie style. I think it's gonna be interesting looking back on that film now that 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 uh, hype or anti hype is is dying out. And so we'll be able to look at a film that's just a weird super villain movie. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, yeah, people, are, I think over time people will forget about suicide squad being tied to a rest of the universe and just being like, Hey, that's, that's just a suicide squad movie. And like, once you get past Maybe. that, it's like, you know, it's not, it's not any different from like an animated DC film. Like it's just, it's just live action, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think the casting is great in that. So, you know, I definitely look forward to that as well. Um, but yeah. And, um, that's it for me. That's it for me. You're going to ask me if there was any closing thoughts again. I was going to scream at you. No, I wasn't. All right. You thought I was? I thought you were. You know, I was trying to, I was going to ask you how do we end it? Uh, we just, we just end it. Credits. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) No, uh, no, uh, end credit scene. No sing at the end. Maybe. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. It's been 183 minutes of Dawn of Justice. Uh, I can't believe we, we did it. It's been a while. It we took did it, forever. It, we, I think, uh, I don't even know how long this took us. This took us like... Oh, yeah, I lost almost, count. Almost a year. Like a full year. Because um, we started like in uh, early August of last year. How many weeks? 37 weeks. 30 cases of pickles, 37 weeks, 52 weeks. So we were only like 15 weeks shy of hitting a whole year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was incredible. Uh, Suicide Squad is going to be shorter and it's going to, I feel like it's almost going to be a totally different podcast. I think so. Yeah. I think it's going to definitely switch gears. Um, like this movie does, this movie does that, you know, Mm -hmm. we were watching a movie the other day and I was really starting to notice like how, this film does that great thing where like it's not the same it's not the same speed the whole movie like Mm -hmm. it shifts gears from like the action scenes to the drama to the investigating to the reporting to the batman dealing with like his inner ghost and demons like 
there's a lot of shifting gears in this, and I feel like that's what uh, tells a great epic. And it's not so much like uh, a film that's like just a solid like. It's gonna sound really bad because I really enjoyed Infinity War, but like it was the same. It felt like it. No, it didn't because Thanos was really. But I'm trying to think of like there was a movie I was watching recently. It was a comic book movie, and it was just like it felt like the same speed. Maybe. Maybe Suicide Squad feels that way. <laughs> um, yeah, but you understand what I'm saying, yeah, right? I get Where what it's you're like saying. just the same drive the whole yeah. the whole way. Man of Steel is like that. And it's no, not it bad. was Justice League. It was had to have been Justice. Oh League. Oh my God, yeah. it was Justice League. Yeah. That's what There's I was thinking. No change. Of. In oh that. my God, it was. Yeah, Justice League was the one where it was like, this feels like it's just stagnant. But yeah, like it was the only part a that static I think film. has like a dip. Is when it's Flash and Cyborg digging up the body, and yeah. like a good dip where it's like I like I like this I like this, <laughs> I like this part a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and that part got cut too. But yeah. but I understand what you're saying. Where it's like yeah, it feels like just a it, it snowballs and then it just ends, mm-hmm. and it's like okay we're good, and it's like whoa, um, this film does not feel like that. Where it, like the 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 ability to shift gears, I think that's the beauty in it. Um, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Yeah, we can go with that. It's quite unjin. Ignorance is not the same as innocence. Oh, that's even. There you go. I think that actually that can relate. We'll make you relate. Um, Dunkirk, that movie shifts gears. Oh yeah. Yeah, between the uh, the different points of view, and I think that's that's another good example. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up today. We're gonna get ready and start. Uh, pre-production on Suicide Squad Minute, hopefully out sometime. You'll have to stay tuned. Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, we're also going to be releasing some old episodes we did in the meantime. So take. Um, I don't know how often we'll be releasing those, but um, we have a couple back cataloged episodes that we'll be releasing between this and Suicide Squad Minute. So check those out when they show up, and we'll catch you guys next time here on Suicide Squad Minute. Oh, you had to say it like that, I guess, because we're going to catch him next time. It'd be catch you here next time here on DC Cinematic Minute because that's the actual title of the show. What is it? DC Cinematic Minute. And we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah.